Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm Aston Simmons. I'm a wife, a mum, and a relationship coach. And I am obsessed with creating relationships that are thriving, passionate, and loving. Even if you have zero time for your partner right now, there's no outside support for your kids. I didn't have that either. You're exhausted. You feel like you're just surviving each day. I hear you, I see you, I feel you, and I get it. And I'm here to help you navigate all of this and more with practical real-life tools and advice to help you feel more loved and supported so that you can conquer your life and your relationships like a queen. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful. Today, I want to talk about a topic which women share with me all the time. It causes a lot of stress and anxiety for them. They find it really hard to communicate to their partners what they need. So, and I totally get it. You know, if you've been in a tough place in your relationship or you haven't been connecting or communicating or it's been really surface level and you're wanting to communicate how you're feeling or what you need, it can feel really scary and really daunting. And, you know, most women end up just biting their tongue and suppressing it because they just don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to start an argument. They feel like every time they communicate how they feel, their partner gets defensive and just accuses them of being too emotional um, and it turns into an argument. And so they just avoid it. And that is not the answer. Every single human being has a deep need to express themselves and to feel like we matter, to feel like um, we're important and like basically that our needs are significant. So we need to find a way to be able to communicate our needs where it doesn't need to create conflict in our relationship. And I can empathize with you because Adam and I went on this journey too. We had come from two very different backgrounds and that'll be the case for you too. Like it's no wonder we like, this is a really common issue by the way. So if you're struggling to communicate your needs to your partner, this is really common. Men and women really struggle with this. And a big part of it is that we come from two different families, two different ways of communicating. Um, Our parents weren't even really taught how to communicate. Nobody had a communication class at school. It's like the, it's, Basically, communication is the number one skill that every human being needs to master and there is no class on it unless you go and get further personal development like we did and you learn how to communicate effectively. It's crazy because you need it for everything. You need it for work, you need it for your children, you need it for your relationship. It's crazy. So I want to make this a bit easier for you. I want to simplify it a bit. Um, We go so much deeper into this in our Ignite and Unite program. We've also got a... um, communication challenge, which is perfect if you want to know more about communicating with your partner so that you can express yourself. I'll put the links to um, both of those programs in the show notes, but if you want to know more, you can also reach out to me or send me an email and I can send you the details. Um, But today, what I wanted to cover is basically how to empower you to be able to communicate your needs. So I want to help you remove or lessen that the fear, the anxiety, the 
the, you know, I know for some women, it like literally they get physical symptoms of like a tightening in their chest. They feel really scared to communicate their needs, especially if your partner is someone who has struggled with anger um, and has like lost it when you have communicated your needs. Um, What we learned on our journey and in our experience is a lot of why it was difficult, like I had no problem communicating my needs, but I was doing it in the worst way possible. So I was bringing criticism to the table, judgment, blame, all of that erodes connection and literally made Adam want to do the opposite. He never wanted to meet my needs because I was bringing all of that to the table. So number one, if you are wanting to open up communication with your partner, you need to leave judgment, expectation, criticism, blame, shame. You need to leave it at the door. You need to decide to drop all of that. So literally break up with it and decide I'm going to communicate my needs. I'm going to get out of my head. And the rules are I can't bring any criticism, judgment, or blame or shame to this conversation because if you do, your needs will not be met. So it doesn't work for either of you either of you, when you bring that to the conversation. It literally does the opposite. You will find when you do that, your partner will automatically go into defense. They'll automatically stonewall, um, block you out, or start an argument and like um, attack you back by criticizing you back or judging you back. We don't get what we want. They don't get what what they want. It just goes completely south, not the way we want it to go. So yes, I know this can be hard for some people. And honestly, it was hard for me as well. I've been raised in a family where criticism was used a lot um, and judgment and high expectations to try and get more out of me, out of out of people and, and to get more of what they wanted. Um, and It appeared to be working because I was a people pleaser, Um, but in truth, it didn't work. I, all of that comes from a place of fear. So you do it out of fear. You end up doing whatever that person wants because you fear them. And that's not love. Whenever you do that, you literally sever the connection of love. You, you break connection, you break love, you completely erode it. Um, And the only way to actually successfully get somebody to do something that you want is to come from a place of love. And how do you come from a place of love? I'm going to talk, like, give you some practical steps. But the biggest thing is to actually realize if you want somebody to do something that you want, you need to appreciate and praise them into it. You need to love, appreciate, and praise them into it not criticize, judge, and shame. And this works with your children as well. If you're trying to get your child to do something that you want them to do, like eat their vegetables, and you're criticizing them, shaming them, blaming them, telling them that they won't be strong, that they can't have dessert, you know, and I get it, I'm not judging you. We were all raised with that way. And I fell into that trap until I learned more about communication. I was doing that too. Now, I actually praise and appreciate what they are doing. So you're doing a great job. You've eaten this, this, and this. That's awesome. And then I actually think about what do they want? So what do they really want? Why are they object? Like, why do they have an objection to eating this thing? Um, Or if it's like, that's with my kids or with my partner, like with my husband, why I get curious about why is he objection? What is his objection to meeting this need for me? And I get curious about what it's bringing up for them. 
Like the fastest way to get what you want is to help the people in your life get what they want. Like I apply this to working with clients. I apply it with my kids, with my husband, and most of the population does the opposite. Most people walk around going, this is what I want and I'm going to get what I want by demanding, criticizing, blaming, judging, fearing, like putting fear into people to make them do what I want. That's not a leader. That's a dictator. Like truthfully, that's a truth bomb. Do you want to be a leader or a dictator? Some people will happily put their hands up and say, I'm a dictator. Me personally, I want to be a leader. I want to be able to be a leader for my kids, a leader for myself, you know, a leader for women, a leader in my relationship. And if I want my husband to lead, I need to lead from love as well. I need to show up from that place. So just um, bring some awareness to when you're saying, I want this, I want this, no one's doing what I want, this is what I want. Have you actually even considered or taking taken even just a moment to think about what the other person wants? Because if you take a moment to think about what the other person wants and give them what they want, they are more likely to give you what you want. So for that example with my kids, sometimes they're rushing to eat because they want to watch um, the end of Peppa Pig or Bluey. So I will literally say, no problem. I can see that you want to watch Peppa Pig or Bluey. Let's move your dinner over to the front of the shows and you can eat the rest of your broccoli watching that. How about that? And they're like, yeah, great. Thanks, mum. And no problem. It's eaten. Okay, and and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, really, I can give up like that. That's okay. I can let that go because they've got what they've want, and I've got what I wanted. Um, with my husband, if um, you know, if I'm trying to say that I want more time by myself or I want more support, I don't just. I used to just be like, I need, I want more time. I need more this. You never do this. You never do that. It's like the worst thing ever to do. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I've got no problem being honest and transparent about the mistakes I've made. I'm definitely not perfect. Um, and I used to do that all of the time, thinking that that would make him want to give me what I need or want to do more. No, he just literally hated me when I did that. Um, So now I will literally come to him and before I come to him, I'll get curious about, okay, so I really would like some time by myself to read or paint my nails or whatever, but what does he want? What does he really want? And how can I help him get what he wants so that I can get what I want? And sometimes um, he loves, he's really into didgeridoos at the moment. And I knew that he had been saying to me, I really want to finish that didgeridoo. Like he actually ordered some wood and actually made these didgeridoos himself. It's incredible. Um, And I knew he hadn't had time to finish it. So I actually went to him and I said, hey, I know you really want to finish your didgeridoo. Um, Do you want to have like, how much time do you need? Half an hour, 45 minutes to go finish it. And then I would love to have um, a bit of time to just go paint my nails and read a book. He was like, oh my God, really? Would that be okay? Like, I would love that, but only if it's okay for you. Like, I don't want to put you out. I was like, babe, if you, if that's going to make you happy and you get what you want and then I get what I want, I'm all good. So go and do it. And, um, and then, and then I'll have my time and we'll both be happy. And we do this all the time now. Like it's become so natural for me now to, if I want something to, to literally think, okay, well, If I need Adam to help me with it, how do I give him what he wants so that I get what I want? And I just want that to 
be I'm going over this in a few different ways because I want you to bring that to the forefront of your mind. When you're saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, just interrupt that for a moment and stop spending like 90% of your time there and just go into the other person that you're that you're asking that need or want from. If that's your partner, your husband, um, your child, just go into them and or your friend, whoever it is, go into them and think, okay, well, what do they want? And how can I give them what they want so that I can also get what I want? Um, and just let that open a door for you. So that's a huge part of opening up com- communication, especially with your partner and being able to feel like you can communicate what you need. If you are helping them get what they need and want, they are way more likely to want to help you get what you need and want. This old way that we've been taught is not working um, and we really need to shift it. Like the most successful people in the world know this. They know that if I help you get what you want, I will. You, you will be more likely inclined to give me what I want. So we really need to start applying this to our relationships. And when we did, it was a game changer. Um, so that's number one. So when it comes to the actual communication, the first part of sharing your needs is that you need to take full responsibility and you need to be willing to be vulnerable. So get out of your head, get into your heart, take full responsibility. And how I teach this to women and and couples in our programs is literally put your hand on your heart, touch yourself, put your hand on your heart. and, And as you're speaking, use language like I'm feeling this. I really need this at the moment and hold it in your own body. Do not project it onto them. You know when you're projecting because it comes out like, you never do this. You always do this. Why can't you do it this way? Why do you have to leave it everywhere? And like, you, it just totally feels different. You can even feel it through this conversation that one feels like fear and scarcity and one feels like love and abundance. So go towards the love and abundance and taking responsibility and put your hand on your heart, breathe into your heart. Sometimes I have to breathe into my body, open my shoulders, like crack open my heart, get in my own body. And I I basically just communicate, this is how I'm feeling. So I am feeling this. I use words like I, me, my, um, this is what's going on for me instead of you, we, um, you always, you never. I don't, I really steer clear from any of that language. And when I take full responsibility like that, my husband is way more open and so are my kids, way more open to hearing what I'm saying. And I actually feel listened to. When I'm just screaming at everybody or just saying that nobody's doing what I want and blaming and criticizing them, they all shut down. Like you will see this even with your kids. Women say all the time, like they don't listen to me. And it's because of the way we're speaking to them. If we make that subtle shift and to go a step further, you can, you know, by adjusting your tone and your physiology, your body, you, the way that whatever you're said is, will be received differently. So, and also what you're thinking. So language is so powerful it's so powerful. It can either bring us closer together or it can completely split and separate us. Like this is where words literally can become weapons and we need to check in with ourselves. And I'm the first one to put my hand up. In the past, I was using words as weapons. So are you currently using words as weapons? Is your partner using words as weapons? And start to imagine when you use those words that you literally are wounding that person. Like you're literally cutting them open when you say that. Um, I feel like if that if we could get that visual, we would stop doing it so much. 
um, because it isn't just words. It's not like sticks and stones will break my bones, but what, um, names will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie we've all been taught, taught. Like how much of what was told to you as a child still affects you now as an adult. Words really matter. Words are really powerful and we need to start to use them to heal um, and stop using them as weapons to ourselves as well, like 100% to ourselves, to our partners and to our kids um, because they have a lasting impact. They literally change your brain. When you speak really horribly or you say something really horrible to somebody, especially someone that you love, like parts of their brain light up and they remember that. It goes into their subconscious and then they start to think that they're not a good person. They're not worthy of love. It's my fault. I'm not good enough. And this is what breeds all the problems in our relationship and in communicating with each other. So um, really important that we don't use words as weapons. So take full responsibility. I'm feeling this. This is what's going on for me. I'm working through this right now. Just be fully vulnerable and take full ownership. Um. And then if it's something like, um, you know, couples all the time share that like their partner doesn't want to talk to them. They're always on their phone or something like that. And I mean, this phone issue is a serious issue in relationships now because our phones literally like hypnotize us and they're like a third hand. They're everywhere we go. Um, And a lot of people use the phone or the scroll as a way to check out. Um, that to me is a sign. If you are checking out, this is your reminder that you need to check in. So anytime you're checking out and scrolling, just you, I want you to hear that mantra. Oh, I'm checking out. I actually need to check in and check in means check into a human being, check into connection with another person. Um, this will really help your communication in your relationship because you'll stop avoiding. A lot of people use the scroll or their phone to avoid or distract actually having that conversation or doing the thing they need to do so if you check in then you will actually be able to move through that and then just do the thing Um, but in the beginning when we were having issues with phones getting in the way and still sometimes now if we just have a moment where we forget um, and we're not being mindful we stopped shaming each other so I see a lot of couples shame each other about their phone like you're always on your phone you're always staring at your screen Um, What are you even looking at? Like, hello, are you even here? All of that just erodes love, erodes connection, erodes trust. Um, It comes across as shame, criticizing, judging. Again, all of the things we need to leave out of communication. So instead, what we started doing is I would just like put my hand on my partner, like put my hand on his leg and be like, "Um, hey, babe, when you finish, I'd love to connect with you. Or um, um, I know you're busy right now, but when you're done... Um, there's something I really want to share with you. And pretty much every time my husband was like, oh yeah, of course, this doesn't even matter. And he'd just put it down and come and connect with me. But when I was like, you're always on your phone, can you get on your, get off your phone and like be with the kids right now? He would just like look at me and just feel like I was guilting him, shaming him. Like he did not want to help me with the kids when I did that. Um, And it was just like a stress fear response. So I needed to check in with myself and be more mindful. And this is the key with communication. Be more mindful of how you're asking for what you want and need. Um, Check in with, is this coming from a loving place or is it a stress fear response? Because if you're reacting in that way, then you're going to get a reaction from them. If you respond with love, then you'll get a response from them that is more loving. And that's the key. Like we set the tone for our communication. 
It comes from us. So if you're reacting, they're going to react. If you're responding, they're going to be more open to responding. Um, So, and with the whole phone thing, after that moment, like after we've connected, I just shared with him that I would really love it if when we're together as a family, um, like we're actually present and not just scrolling on our phones and I'm going to take responsibility and do the same. Um, Or I really value your full presence when we're, um, when we're communicating, I love receiving your full attention and I feel like your phone gets in the way. Saying it that way is totally different to like accusing them of always being on their phone. So a huge part of successful communication or effective communication is not, not have, not accusing, no accusations. So that's the third step, like communicating it in a way of like, I would really love this. Um, I really value your presence. I really appreciate your time or I really love your attention, like bringing that to the conversation and then asking them, you know, would you be willing to like leave your phone on silent for like over dinner time? Or would you be willing to um, just like put it on do not disturb or like would you be willing to maybe not even bring your phone when we're going on a date or whatever the scenario is just asking them would you be willing to try another way and whenever I say that like you could even just say would you be willing to try another way I sometimes say that to Adam Um, and I'm totally open I say to him I'm like more than happy to try it and if it doesn't work we can try something else Um, just having that willingness and that openness with them And again, bringing it back to being curious about what they want. And if you meet their needs, they're going to be be more likely to want to meet yours. Um, So this is in a nutshell how we started to just listen more deeply and communicate more openly to each other from a place of love. Um, And it's been really powerful. There's actually so much more that I could share on this, but it would be a really long podcast. If you do want to know more about how to communicate in your relationship in a way that just feels more empowering and loving and that you can get on the same page, um, I'll put those links below. The communication challenge has been really powerful for so many couples. And if you are struggling with communication and really expressing yourself or speaking up about how you feel, that would be the perfect place for you to start. Um, but I just really hope that this inspires you to believe that there is another way and helps you to just bring some awareness to how you're currently communicating and how that way you're communicating is resulting in the argument, the defense. And that's actually what's creating the discomfort in communicating. It's not that you actually fear expressing yourself. It's that the way you've been doing it creates so much fear, creates so much anxiety. Hopefully you can see that just by applying these small shifts, you can actually communicate from a place that is so much more loving, so much more open and allows you both to be heard, seen and understood and appreciated in the conversation. That is the last thing, little bonus I will share The biggest thing that's helped me in this communication as well is whenever Adam brings anything to me, I choose to be open to his perspective. I I choose to allow my perspective to be there, but I choose to be open to his and I let his perspective penetrate me. I let his perspective come into my world. And if you want to be a more like peaceful, loving, calm human being, someone who is loving unconditionally, you need to be open to other perspectives. If you, Even if you want to grow, if you want to grow in any area, 
spiritually, physically, mentally, mindfully, like you need to be open to other perspectives. So when I come to communicate with Adam or when he is sharing what he needs with me, I make a decision in that moment to choose to be open to his perspective. And that is even in itself a game changer um, in bringing more connection in the relationship and just opening up more communication. And just by applying this, you will realize that communicating can be fun. It can be deep. It can be beautiful. It can be meaningful. It can be spiritual. Like the deep conversations I have with Adam now, I craved them for like 10 years of our relationship. We never had them because I was communicating that old way. I was coming with so much criticism and judgment and he just did not want to meet, like did not want to open a conversation. It was I was literally doing everything that opposite that I shouldn't be doing. So, and if that's you, I'm sending you so much love. I really hope this gives you the answers that you've been looking for. If it does, let me know. And I'll put those links for the um, communication um, program below. And if you've got any questions, reach out because communication in your relationship is key. So it's something you must learn to master. If you really want to be in a long-term relationship that's thriving and you're not just together for the sake of it or just because you've been together for a long time, you must learn to master communication. Um, We've got a whole heap of it, um, information about it in our ebook as well. Um, so definitely make it a priority if you want to improve your relationship to master your communication. This skill will pay you in so many ways in not just your relationship, but with your kids in your life. It's so powerful. Thank you so much for being here. I've absolutely loved spending this time with you and I hope you got so much value from today's episode. If you have, please leave an authentic review. I would love that. It means the world to me and share it with a friend or sister who you believe could get value from this too. And I would love you to continue the journey with me. If you want more, come and join the free Facebook community. Here you'll find even more advice, tools and support to help you have that relationship you deserve as a worthy woman. I cannot wait to see you on the inside. I'm